very hard on, on fitness and um, and the running game. That's what kind of led me to, to want this dream of being a, a racing driver. There's no point in time and anything except standards of excellence. We will deal with the Talton Cup if we're in it and we'll, we'll certainly give it every bit of respect. There's no feeling that beats playing for Ireland. My God, I'm going to do everything that is possible to bring us there. This is Sports Beat Extra. On today's show, I'll be speaking with the second participant in Beats Club Focus, the brilliant Dumbrody Archers. But first up, I'm speaking with the man who's returned to Waterford, Mr. Davy Fitzgerald. I'm Sean Connolly, and you're very welcome to Sports Beat Extra. Five counties, one big sports show. Sports Beat Extra. Kicking off this week's show with the Waterford Senior Hurling Manager, Mr. Davy Fitzgerald. It's very good to speak with you, Davy. How are you doing? How are you, Sean? How are things? Good, good. How easy a decision was it to return to inter-county management with Waterford? I, I was still involved with Carcamogie. I'm doing a few bits and pieces, working on Sunday game. Um, I suppose from managing on the sideline was an inter-county team, yeah. Um, it was different or being involved at that inter-county level is the first time in probably 30 years I wasn't. So, to be honest, I missed it, that's for sure. Missed some aspects of it, probably being on the field and working with, with the lads is, is a big thing. And you made reference to that Camogie uh, venture. It was your training with Matthew Toomey and Cora Camogie. Allowed, I suppose, an unfamiliar setting to focus on training alone. How did you value that experience for the year? No, I really did. Like, Matthew was a top-class guy. Um, really, really good guy. And he did a lot. Like, when you're managing, there are so many different aspects rather than being on the field training. Like, I'm probably one of the few managers that will be involved in training. And um, I love it. But um, I have to say, I enjoyed the year with the girls it was it was something different and there was a few things in my head that I, I wanted to have a look at and work on as well you know It was a great championship as well Cork and Kilkenny they, they served up a great game at Crow Park on that day Yeah I think we are fairly unlucky like we were probably two points up with I think a minute or two to go and we got half a block in and a shot and it ended up being um, a Pachoris' goal for Kilkenny and you know what um, they got it and fair play at them but it, it, it was a great game and when I look back at it, Sean, like, the amount of effort these girls put in, and I'm sure it's the same with the Waterford girls and every other team out there, it's incredible the effort they actually put in, you know? Absolutely, and it's it's great that they're finally starting to get the credit that they deserve for it as well. Well, uh, yeah, I think it's important to get that. They definitely deserve the credit and probably a bit more help um, financially, whether they come under the GA umbrella or whatever, they need a bit more. I, I know what the budgets are like and it's tough on them, and they certainly, with all the effort they put in, they, they deserve a bit more. Definitely do. Now, just switching focus back to yourself, I suppose 2008 was your first run at Inter-County with Waterford. How excited are you to work with what is essentially an entirely new squad here? I actually can't wait. And listen, my first time that I was down was great. Um, that's for sure. Like, um, I got to manage some of, the, some of the greats. And let's be honest, and I know at times maybe some of them found it difficult because like, they were coming to the latter end of their career and it's very hard to change certain ways you think or certain ways you believe in hurling, especially when you're coming to the end of your career and you've been successful winning a few months of championships and that. So it was tough for a few of them. It was probably tough for me walking into it, um, being my first county gig. Like, would I have changed a lot since then? Probably chalk and cheese. Uh, like, a lot, a lot different now. Um, but I'm really excited to get work on as well with this bunch as I really appreciate my time the first time, but I'm really excited about working with this bunch as well. Um, a lot of characteristics that I um, would like to coach, I think, is a certain amount from my here already, and they excite me. And you know what? I, I think these lads, 
would really like to achieve a lot more and I'm looking forward to seeing can we help them do that. One thing as well that I note, obviously your man management is well known and your desire to work with players on, I suppose, an individual basis. How important yeah. will that be in this initial preparation with the new squad? I've started that already and um, I think the lads have an idea already what that looks like. Um, I love trying to understand the individual. Like The one thing you have to take here, Sean, is I'll have... 36 in the panel by first or second week of January, okay? Um, am I going to keep them 36 happy? There isn't the hope. There will be certain lads think they should be playing like, like 15 into 36 doesn't go. So it doesn't, number one. But I want to give everyone a chance. I want to try and understand them. I think that's very important. Absolutely essential. And I suppose, look, you've taken over from Liam, who definitely deserves an awful lot of credit for what he's done. He's won a league and he's guided a site to an All-Ireland final as well as a semi-final. It's a squad of players that are widely perceived to be the answer to Limerick, at least it was 12 months ago. There's many perceptions in the community as to what happened with thoughts that the tank was maybe empty during the league campaign. I wonder, did that influence your decision in adding Donegal O'Callaghan as a performance coach? I'm not 100% sure um, why they were flat last year in the championship but like it is a concern that I think is that one out of 14 Munster championship games they've won um, and I think the lads won't be happy with their record in that either and we, we'll have to look at that last year I'm high to dive at the end I'm not 100% certain yet but we're going to look at it um, yeah Dunnick will be involved but trust me we've a we've a, a massive team they're involved we've a good team of people that are going to be helping the lads Dunnick has experienced from being in the trenches, um, very important. Like people would see Donica maybe as a laugher and joker, hear him on the radio and see him fit his family at different times. The Donica I know, um, when he's to turn the switch, his beliefs, um, his ethos around the team and how they should behave is incredible. I, I have m- multiple chats with him about how they were in Munster Rugby when they were going really well and how much the team actually um, had to had to stand up and answer their own questions and had to had to um, had to take responsibility for their actions as well. Like he he brings so much from that um, that environment. I think I think the lads are loving because he's a person that you can talk to. But trust me, between our S and C team, um, we have John Perry in sports psychology. Um, we have Laura in nutrition. Like we we've a really good team to try and help these lads, and you're right. I do love spending a bit of time with the lads individually and getting all them people to work with them to be the best they can be. There's nothing better than seeing the development, even in these guys that are top tier athletes, to be able to see a development to take them to a level that you know that you know is there, but yet maybe they haven't found it themselves. I suppose keeping on that point, the Waterford Club hurling championship had many talking points, and I know you were present for quite a few of the games. What were the key factors that you've taken away from that championship? Well, okay, Ballygunner were dominant. There is no doubt about it. The way they play, the way they handle themselves, they're very professional and fair play to them. That's a big thing even going forward. Um, people perceive and rightly so how good Ballygunner actually are. But then looking at other teams, and like I went to a lot of games and very impressed. Like most of the teams were willing to try different things, be it a plus one at the back or be it bringing out an extra midfielder and trying to do different things. I, I was actually quite impressed with a lot of the club teams in how they were trying to go about their business. And that's been straight. I, I really enjoyed that because 
if you do the same old thing, you get the same old results. And I know people are trying to do different things, and I, and I like that. So, from my point of view, I like seeing what they're doing. I like seeing them trying to use the shot ball and move us because um, things have moved on over the last number of years, you know. And I suppose from that, have certain players caught your eye that maybe weren't a part of the panel and now have an opportunity to come on board and stake their claim? Yeah, there is a few, I think, um, that will be a part of it that weren't. Um, I think we're calling in about 43 at the moment, and I'll have to alter that down to about 36 as we go on, 35. Uh, so I have to cut that by 7 or 8, but they'll have a few months. People will have a few months to show what they're about when we start back in um, at the end of November. Perfect. And you obviously made reference to Bally Gunner as well, in particular in the final performance of Stephen O'Keefe. Have you spoken with Stephen? Uh, listen, the Bally Gunner performance was absolutely incredible in the final. Like, people were saying on a wet day, how would they perform? And you know what? They actually embraced it. And looking at Mount Sinai before that, I said, Mount Sinai are going to give these a game because I actually liked how Mount Sinai had played now. They did create the opportunities. As you said, Stephen was incredible. Um, so he was an all say to you on, on the panel. I, I want to put the best panel forward that I possibly can for Warford. That's very important to me. And I, I just say this, anyone that I think can enhance um, our performance and be part of the panel, I will certainly be trying my best. I suppose as a man who has been involved in the game for as long as you have, I mean, such experience, is your hunger still as strong today as it was in 2008? My hunger is strong, man. Like, let's be realistic. There'll be some people at Moffat that will embrace me at open arms. There'll be some people say, I should see second time back, which doesn't really matter. I'd like to think what I've done over the last number of years, um, be it club, county, colleges, will will stand up for itself. Um, my desire is, is still massive. Like, I'm not a person that lives in the past. Um, what happened in the past is great. What we've won in the past is great. I, I'd like to think I'm a person that lives in the here and now. We'll dream about tomorrow, but we'll live in the here and now, and I, I just can't wait to get going. And the only thing I'll ask the people of Watford is, listen, I have two to three years here. Give me a chance. Um, and don't be down on the team or myself. If We'd love you to come out and support us. We'll, we might get things wrong um, at times, but we will certainly, and I can promise you this, every single thing I've got inside me and the lads, I know the lads will do the same and all the background team, we're going to give everything we can for Warford. And just give us that bit of time to go at it and see how we get on. Well, I don't think you can put it any better than that and I can certainly testify to say that it's great to have you back. Thanks for taking the time to join me today. I wish you the very best of luck for the new season. Thanks, Sean. Thank you. Five counties, one big sports show. Sports Beat Extra. Beats Club Focus is in full motion and it's absolutely brilliant to get to travel to various communities, getting to speak with people who are dedicating their time to the club and the sport that they love. The second participant in our club focus is a Wexford club, the Dunbrody Archers. Now, they're a brilliant club that champions community and welcomes each and all. I visited the guys in New Ross during the week and I spoke with a variety of the people at its core beginning with club secretary, George Howland. We were founded back in 2004 by a group of uh, archery enthusiasts within New Ross here itself. And quite quickly, the club grew to be a major club within the southeast of Ireland. For example, at the moment, we have members from Wexford, uh, Waterford, Inniscorty, and uh, Great Manor, and everywhere in between. We have approximately 50 members at the moment, and it's evenly spread between male and females and both young and old. Our youngest member would be just seven years of age, 
and our oldest members who will be well into retirement age. It's a, it's a sport that's uh, very good for both young and old. The uh, lot of the youth find it and their parents find it's very good at discipline for children. As in, compared to other sports where, where children are running around and they're doing everything, here things are very disciplined and strict. And I'm sure Jane will go through that with you when she's talking to you about the uh, training course that we're currently running. Uh, as a club ourselves then, we have uh, two main training areas. Uh, one is in the hall here itself in St Mary's Youth Club uh, here in, in, in New Ross itself. Uh, we train here most Tuesday nights from 7.30 to 9 o'clock and it's mainly used for indoor training and people to practice getting their, their styles and, and their holes and everything right. We also have an outdoor woods in Tinnacarry, approximately 100 acres out there. And at the moment we have two courses cut in at the moment. And along with ourselves using the woods, we also make the locals make use of the woods quite often. During the summer, we leave picnic benches out and seated area for the locals. So the locals also get to use our amenities as well. And also with the tracks we've cut in through the woods, the locals themselves are at wander in and out through the woods a lot more than they were before we arrived. On, on the training course we have at the moment, we actually have a, a family who live quite close and uh, they've taken up archery because they've seen how we work in the woods and they wanted to be part of that. My name is Fabrizio and I'm chairman of um, Dunbrody Archer. Uh, I've been shooting about three years now. Um, we took it up prior to COVID and during COVID when the, the five kilometre rule was in place, it was really handy because we could get out of, into the woods and have, have a bit of exercise and a bit of fresh air. Um, so one thing that kind of strikes me about Dunbrody and the club and the history of the club is every New Year's Day we're invited down to the hook <clears throat> and there's an arrow ceremony that goes back to 1680s. Uh, which is quite a long tradition. So it was originally brought about by uh, the, the New Ross Town Council way back when. And every year we get to go, and at, the, at, the, at a certain time, we shoot arrows into the water to, to claim the waters of the estuary. Um, and it's something really nice to be, uh, to be involved in, and it's really nice that, um, because there are a few clubs around the southeast, it's really nice that Dunbrody's asked to do it every year, uh, and we're, we're very, very proud of, um, and it's made national newspapers and stuff like that, so it's been really, really good for the club and, and good publicity for the club. Um, as, as George has indicated, you know, we're, we're a relatively small club at, at 50 people, um, so it, a lot of it is volunteering. By, by all the members, you know, to get a, a, the, the woods ready for a shoot, uh, the amount of work that goes into that prior to the day of the shoot might continue on about three or four weeks, maybe five weeks beforehand, depending on the size of the shoot. Um, and that's one thing I really wanted to talk to you about was the, the arrow ceremony that we have every year down on the hook. But another one is we currently hold the biggest uh, 3D competition in Ireland every two years, and it's called 100 3D. And it was born out of, I'd say, probably a few evenings that a few of the lads were in the pub having a few drinks. What, what could we do to, to do something a little bit different? And the, the 100 3D was born. We hold it every, every two years. It's a two-day competition. Um, and we get um, participants from Germany, Holland, UK, um, from all over Europe coming in to, to, to Brody to shoot for the two days. Um, this year... We had over 130 archers um, maintaining the biggest shoot in Ireland, which was really, really nice, and it was a really great atmosphere. Um, 
they ranged from six, seven-year-olds right up to 60, 70-year-olds. Um, and even we had a, a young family over from Germany and they had a, a brother and sister. And I'd say there was no more than a year between them. I think they were about six or seven years of age. And uh, they, they won medals in their category. Um, and the excitement of the kids actually going up and getting their medals and everybody clapping for them. You know, it was really, really nice to see Right, you do battle out on the course and you're trying to better your score, but to see that kind of camaraderie when they come in off the course and people are handing out the medals and stuff like that was really, really nice to see. Um, as I said, it, we, we usually hold that competition every two years, and in two years' time we're hoping to have a 200 3D, which will probably take us the best part of about four or five months to get the woods ready for. I'm Jane, and uh, I'm involved in running our beginner's course at the moment. Um, the course, uh, we have a, a, quite a, a range of ages, um, from eight up to, um, we have a gentleman in his 80s, so it's lovely to see that, it's lovely to see how people of all ages can mix and mingle together and it's lovely to be getting new members into the club as well and it's funny because um, I was doing up a, a, a flyer for the, the beginner's course to advertise it and uh, I asked the club members um, to give me one word as to what does archery mean to them and the words I got were family, um, um, things like friendship, um, all these really nice words like inclusivity um, there was no mention of medals, or there was no mention of winning, or there was nothing like that. It was all about the idea of the club being an inclusive place, a safe place, a place to have fun, a place to have enjoyment. And, you know, we have, we have members who, um, I think we're going to get to speak to Helen, but we have loads of members who have done really well in international events, and here in Ireland we have some fabulous archers. But it was lovely that that wasn't what it was all about. It was um, very much about being part of a club and being part of something. Um, and I think that's, that's really nice. It's, um, it is really important. Um, and it's also, you know, bringing, as I said, age groups together, diverse, you know, there, there's nobody not accepted here. Um, you know, whether that's an age, whether, you know, even to have a sport where male and female, we're all out together. Everything like that, I think that's hugely important and it's something that sometimes gets a little lost in, in some sports. Um, and, and the same with fitness levels. You know, you don't, maybe, for me, I was one of these people that never played sport. I was never somebody that wanted to be contact sport. I was never that kind of tough kind of, you know. And it was lovely to do something and get involved in something that you didn't have to be the fit person or you didn't have to be any of that. So I think that's for me um, and I, I'm hoping with the beginners course that that's what we're going to achieve. We're going to achieve getting people involved, um, getting them part of our club and getting them to actually enjoy the sport. My name is David Mullen. I'm, uh, I'm a member of the beginners archery uh, course. Uh, it's great fun so far. Uh, it's been a really welcoming experience. Um, it's what it means to me is, well, you know, I think whether it's golf or, you know, NASA firing firing spacecraft at asteroids I think there's some natural human impulse to fire yokes at other yokes uh, and really it's just it's great fun it's um, you know to get the get the bow and the arrows and just let it let rip and it's uh, but in you know it, we, we've really great instructors here and the, you know, the emphasis is really on safety and uh, and keeping uh, keeping everyone safe from harm 
So, uh, I mean, you are dealing with lethal weapons in one respect, but, you know, at the end of the day, it is great fun. So my name is Helen Kavna. I'm an archer here in Dunbrody Archers for the last probably 14 years. Mm-hmm. Um, I travel abroad for the last number of years, and recently, um, this year, we went to um, Estonia, and for the Field and Hunter round, uh, there was 12 altogether from Ireland that travelled, and we came back with six medals from the 12 archers, um, which was a, a great achievement for us. Um, before that, then, I went to Doworth in Germany, and I got third in Field and Hunter. In Estonia, I got second, so next year it will be first, and it is on in Finland um, next year. So um, apart from that... Um, as Jane said, there's, there's one thing about uh, John Brodie Archers, and I would always say it's about family. The number of people that have come in here, especially parents, that stand at the door, because that's one of our policies here, you cannot drop your child off, you must stay in the club and watch the child take, go through the, the, the lessons of um, the archery itself. And a lot of the time, um, I remember one in particular, I won't mention his name, but um, he stood at the door probably for about three or four years, and his son eventually did leave, and then it was his turn to take it up because his son went off to college and whatever, and so he took it up. Um, as Jane said as well, like the variety of people that shoot, but even with um, travelling abroad, there's one thing that I'll always remember the first time I travelled abroad, and you've got six or 800 archers on a line at a practice range, and you hear this whoosh, and all the arrows going through the air. And it's the friends you meet, and the friends you, you have for life, because you only meet them every three or four years. And then, unfortunately, there would be a few that wouldn't be there because they couldn't afford to go or whatever. But it is affordable, it is affordable for everyone. You just need to pick the right time and the right place. And it is a great sport, and it's an individual sport. If Dunbrody Archers were successful with the thousand euros, we, we, we would very much use the money to uh, make the club better for our beginners and the local community. What we like to do is we like to bring the beginners in, give them the good bows, good arrows. At the moment we have a lot of training equipment. The money would go towards better bows, better training equipment for the, for the beginners. And it would also give them the opportunity that they don't have to go out and fork out their money first. They can find if they like the sport before they have to buy their own equipment. Some of the, the equipment can be quite expensive and we would make, make use of the money that way. Also, as I mentioned, up in Tinnacarry, we have our walkways dug into, cut into the woods. Again, we would like to expand more and make more use of the woods and also then allow the locals to use our walkways and see more of their natural woodland as well. They would be the main two areas we would, we would try to make use of the money if we were successful. Tracking sport across the southeast. That's it for this week's show. Continue sending your questions and queries to sport at beat102103.com and we can continue to connect. Beat Anthems is up next, but following on from Club Focus with the Dumbrody Archers, there's still plenty of time for you to get involved. Do you want to know how? Well, here you go. Club Focus with Eco Solar Energy, the solar experts you can rely on. Make the cleaner choice. EcoSolarEnergy.ie. How do you fancy joining the Dumbrody Archers and Rockwell Rovers and having a shot at winning a grand for your club? Well, with Beats Club Focus, you can. Each month, I visit a club in the region and I give them a chance to take their place in the limelight to feature on air, online, and across all of our socials. At the end of the 12 months, one of these lucky clubs will bag 1,000 euro bursary. The winning club will also be chosen through a public vote 
which is going to give you a great opportunity to attract new members to your clubs. Club Focus is part of Beat's ongoing commitment to support the work that all of these local clubs do, while also celebrating the positive impact that they have on their communities. So if you want to get your club involved, head to beat102103.com forward slash Club Focus to apply now. Club Focus with Eco Solar Energy, the solar experts you can rely on. Make the cleaner choice. EcoSolarEnergy.ie